welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in John chapter 17, verses 1 through 5. This is Jesus' high priestly prayer, and in it he prays for three different entities. One is for himself, that's verses 1 through 5, which we're going to cover today. In our next devotion, we'll cover the portion where he prays for his disciples, and after that he prays for people who will come to faith in him in the future. That is, people like you and me, if we trust Christ. This, of course, like the chapters that we've been covering recently, takes place between the Lord's Supper and his betrayal, arrest, and crucifixion. And before we jump into these verses, I want to say thank you to the Family Leader for being our 2023 Daily Dose Devotion Sponsor. You can learn more about the Family Leader in the announcements at the end of this devotion. And as always, thank you to the Family Leader for their support. Chapter 17, verse 1. When Jesus had spoken these words, that is, the words that he spoke at the end of chapter 16, he lifted his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that the Son may glorify you, since you have given him authority over all flesh, to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I have glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work that you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed." So, wow, this text touches on a lot of really deep, cool stuff, and we'll just touch on a little bit of it to whet your appetite, and if you want to study it further, that'll be on you. And because it's the most emphasized theme on this verse, I'm going to land on the whole glorify your son idea at the end. Before we get there, let's touch on a couple other things. Like verse 2, where he says that God has given Jesus authority over all flesh. If you slow down and think about that a little bit, if God has given authority to Jesus over all flesh, then a couple things are evident. One, that authority over all flesh, that is, over the human race, initially belonged to God. It was God's authority, which he gave to Jesus. This authority wasn't originally Jesus' authority, but it's been given to Jesus. So this indicates that there is both a transfer of authority from God to Jesus, who now has authority over the human race, and it gives us a glimpse into roles within the Trinity, who had the authority to begin with to give it to Jesus, that was God. Let's go a little bit further. What else do we learn about this authority? It includes, later on in verse 2, Jesus having authority to give eternal life to whomever God has given Jesus. This is a remarkable and deep and hotly debated statement. It seems to indicate, and there are many other verses in Scripture that would back this up, that the people to whom eternal life is given are people who God first gave Jesus to give eternal life to. And I'm not going to get into it any further than that, but I would encourage you to dig deeply into this issue and study it for yourself. Fascinating stuff that might lead you to understanding some things about God that you would never maybe have imagined were true, which, if you're like me, will expand your view of God in a huge way. And it all has to do with the doctrine of salvation. But instead of getting into that, we're going to jump to verse 3, where Jesus articulates this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God. And this isn't just know about in an intellectual way, this is to know intimately as in a relationship, a relationship that is built on faith and trust. And I hope this is the kind of knowledge of God that you yourself are involved with. 
the kind of knowledge through faith in Christ that gives you an assurance that you are saved, that you'll be in heaven when you die. Based on what Christ has done for you that you can't do for yourself, not based on things that you can do for God. And finally, I want to land on this idea of Jesus asking God the Father to glorify him the Son. It might not jump off the page to you as such, but this is a bold claim of deity by Jesus. Any good Jew of the day, even the low-down-in-status Jews like the disciples would know that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of the Old Testament, was not about to share his glory with anybody except himself. So for Jesus to ask God the Father to glorify the Son would be asking God to give his glory to something or someone other than God himself, which is a despicable idea, unless the one who is asking God to glorify him is himself also God. I remember in college being introduced to the idea that God is only about his own glory. And at first it seemed very selfish, very egocentric of God to me. But the more I understood it, the more it made sense. If God truly is God, he was eternally existent in three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, which by the way, Jesus alludes to that in the later verse when he says, I want you to glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. Jesus is saying, my work on this earth is almost done, and I want to get back to the relationship we had between ourselves, between the Father and the Son and the Spirit, way before the universe was created, when we eternally existed before all that. What I came to learn is that this is not some egomaniacal God, which is what we would think of any person who thought of himself this way. But this is a God who is acknowledging what is just simply the truth. He is the end-all be-all being in the universe. There's nothing that even comes close to approaching his greatness, his holiness, and for him to be satisfied or interested ultimately in anything other than his own glory, for him to share his glory with something else, would be for him to acknowledge that something else is worthy of his glory, something else actually is competing with his greatness. And that's simply not true. We shouldn't be offended by a God who is all about his own glory. Rather, we should be greatly concerned, even offended by a God who is about anybody else's glory. And what's amazing about all this is that even in light of the fact that God is only about his glory, his being about his glory included room for him to love his creation so much that he would send Jesus Christ, the God-man, to earth for 33 years to live a perfect, sinless life that we can, to die a gruesome death on a cross that he didn't deserve, and to rise from the grave defeating sin, death, the power of the devil, so that anybody, this dinky little human race, who put their faith and trust in him, could have the perfection that Christ lived attributed to them, could have the penalty they owe God for their sin paid because of Christ's payment, and could be in this personal loving relationship with this all-powerful, all-self-satisfied God forever. It's just mind-boggling. Come back next time for Jesus' prayer for his disciples. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day. This is The Daily Dose, a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify Podcasts, or download the free Christian Crusaders app and share with a friend. Also, prayerfully consider supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, airing on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions, the family, the church, and government. 
At The Family Leader, they are bringing all three together, honoring God and blessing our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight another special ministry partner, the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Check out conference videos and schedule of events online at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. Thank you for listening and may God richly bless you.